Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Juin Chu is a writer and doctor working in general practice and refugee health. She has had short stories, memoir and poetry published in various anthologies, most recently Growing Up Queer in Australia and These Strange Outcrops, Writing and Art from Canberra. She lives in Canberra with her partner and two children. Hi everyone, Uh, my story is called Ice Cream at the Krim. The funeral attendant's name is Liz and she has hair that looks like it was drowned in a vat of peroxide dragged out by an over-keen golden retriever, wrestled from its jaws after a long tussle and then blow-dried to death with an industrial leaf blower. (laughs) Her nails are lethal scarlet talons that would make Kali, the goddess of destruction, envious. She raises and lowers the stiff rafts of mascara attached to her long-suffering eyelids and shoots us a syrupy look of professional sympathy. Well, we finally got him back from the coroner's again last night. He looks good, your dad. Young. My brother and I blink at her in disbelief. Only a funeral attendant could describe our dad after his fatal stroke, undiagnosed metastatic cancer, autopsy and reconstitution as looking young and good. (laughs) Especially after we'd chosen his favourite clothes to dress him in after he was stitched back together. Ancient cargo pants, a faded Bartik shirt, dilapidated old black shoes, and the least tacky baseball cap we could find in his bedroom. To me, he had looked like a homeless but jaunty Chinese zombie. (laughs) These funeral attendants could really bullshit. Liz shifts her taunt linen-clad rear on the saggy couch in Dad's front room. She recrosses her stilettos and flicks open a booklet edged with white lilies. We offer a wide range of caskets to accompany your beloved on the next stage of their journey, she intones. Her talons caress the pages as she runs through the mahogany grand, the rosewood deluxe, the Graceland classic. Golden handles gleam, silken linings pout invitingly. Being dead never looks so glamorous. You'd think Dad was going to Playboy Mansion, not to a crematorium. The price tags are the size of the average family's credit card debt. No wonder Liz drives a Porsche. Um, would you have anything a bit more simple? I ask. He was a humble sort of man. Liz frowns. She turns toward the back of the folder where we sit in plainer white and brown coffins. On the last page is an untreated pine box with a note in brackets. Repatriation coffin, $300. My brother leans forward with interest, rolling up his op shop sleeves, all his eco and bargain hunting instincts activated. (laughs) How about that one? Liz looks like she's about to keel over. So I butt in. That's for bringing back remains from overseas, bro. (laughs) 
So that's perfect. <laughs> Dad was a traveller. <laughs> he went all over the world and he'd want the simplest thing. Bro, I know he'd go for it. But think about the whole thing. The church, the relatives. I kick his leg under the table. Imagine the repatriating dead soldier home carpentry vibe in the midst of the Baptist extended family, my kick says. Imagine the he was only worth an Ikea flat pack coffin. <laughs> Gossip. In the back rows of the church, my toe stomp adds. My brother shoots me a, you are such a bourgeois older sister, even if you are a lesbian, look. <laughs> but manages to curb his enthusiasm. Finally, we settle on a plain but respectable wooden casket. Some minor detailing and staining mercifully differentiate it from the repatriation coffin which my brother stares at wistfully as Liz closes the folder. I know he would prefer Dad sent off in a cardboard box left over from weekly bargain time market shopping with limp lettuce leaves as a garnish. <laughs> Dad would probably have liked that too, to give us a last laugh and a only one dollar moment. <laughs> Next we have to work through choices about funeral notices, flowers, catering, cremation versus burial. Which sandwiches will people feel like eating after their final goodbyes? Will the pain of grief mean party pies will give them indigestion? Will Arnott's assorted biscuits seem too stingy? We decide to ditch flowers and decorate with the white paper roses made by one of Dad's Chinese friends. The friend who hurriedly set up a shrine with incense and oranges to help our father's spirit become an ancestor, rescuing him from the spiritual incompetence of his Australian children. We decide on cremation. It seems somehow tidier, and then we can hold on to the ashes until we're ready to believe that Dad is really, really dead. We end up getting a discount price on the whole funeral package, as the religiosity of the extended family, usually an impractical oddity, is finally paying off with a minister aunt and uncle willing to lead the service. Liz is reluctantly impressed, noting on her floral notepad, supplying own clergy. Who knew being dead was so complex and costly? Or such a bustling business? Liz is unhappy about our request for a second viewing. That might be pushing it at our end. We've had so many deaths this week, she says, sounding both stressed and gratified with the spike in mortality in Melbourne's northwest and at her funeral company being chosen by so many grief-stricken families. She frowns down at her schedule. Service at 12, off to the creme at 2... We might be able to squeeze in another viewing at three before the next group have the chapel at four, but it'll have to be quick. Sure, I agree. Somehow a hysterical lobe of my bereaved brain is now going rogue, edging me closer and closer to maniacal laughter. We can squeeze in a quick goodbye to Dad at the crim. <laughs> my brother shoots me a warning look, but it's too late. I imagine Liz drumming her red talons on the casket and eyeing her gold watch while a queue of coffins back up the cemetery road. Mourners leaning out the hearse windows to swap tissue boxes and swigs of whiskey. A widow in black gets out and starts a slow hand clap. Why are we waiting? Get on with the cremating. Meanwhile in the chapel, a catering stall has set up. Creme de la creme. Ice cream at the creme. A last refreshment. A blacked garb worker leans toward me with a scoop. 
Don't feel alone, have a cone. <laughs> he murmurs solicitously. We have every flavour to complement your grief. Salted tears, caramel, nostalgic nougat, rocky relations road. Good riddance, gooseberry. Deceased estate, ripple. Banana, embalmer. And try our pizza range too, ashes to ashes, crust to crust. <laughs> Suddenly I'm exploding with hysterical giggles, snorting and gasping like a grieving rhinoceros. Liz is affronted. She gathers her brochures and stalks toward the door in a cloud of lily perfume and huff. Well, I'll be in touch later when you've composed yourselves. <laughs> she clangs the screen door shut like she's dropping a coffin lid. A minute later, her red Porsche roars off down the street. My brother and I look at each other and disintegrate into hysteria. We roll around the floor, mimicking Liz and upselling each other coffins and urns. <laughs> mine has diamonds. Well, mine is self-scattering. <laughs> Wallowing in the surreal hilarity of death logistics, we laugh and scream until we cry. We cry and cry until we have snot and tears all over our faces. After we cry, we crack open Dad's whiskey, even though it's 10 in the morning. We sit out on the porch and wipe our eyes and toast to Dad. Somewhere out there, we can almost hear him laughing. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. You can also follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram.